In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm not going to do it, but I wanted to do it, but I'm not going to. That means people have to listen, because I'm going to do it in the future. <laughs> so they, are, they won't even know what it's coming. They won't even know what's coming. Yeah, because I'm not even talking about it, except for saying it. Yeah, you might be biting him on the back of the neck like Shayna Baszler. <laughs> you don't even know what's coming then. <laughs> this is an FBI, bud. Careful what you remind me about. Also joining us, a veritable regular now, host of Real Talk Radio, Justin LeBlanc. How goes it? How goes it? This is me. This is me, Justin J.L. Be better than the bestest. Isn't life precious? This is the wrestling booking unit, guys. It's going good. How about y'all? Good, good. If you are new to this particular show, the premise is very simple. We take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, we don't discuss them in advance, so it's going to be entirely off the cuff and hopefully off the chain. Uh, before oh. we get into it, I'd like to remind everyone to make sure to like, share, and subscribe so we can continue to grow and excellent episode. Uh, but on that note, we will get into the first booking challenge. I think uh, we'll go with uh, D.A. Fabe first. What you got for us? Again, I want to remind you, don't remind me of things on um, FBI Nights, because I actually had already made this decision, but uh, had I not, I might have forgotten that Shayna Baszler bit <laughs> Becky Lynch last night. Um as as those who've already listened to WBU for this week know, um, I hadn't watched it. I have watched it now. Um, I want you to book a good biter storyline. Because oh, <laughs> here's the deal. I'm hearing, like, I listened to several podcasts today. I, I listened to Simon Miller be excited about this. I listened to numerous other podcasters be excited about this and was like, how? Like, I'm in no way, shape, or form excited for a biter storyline whatsoever. Yeah. Well, I'm okay. So now she's apparently a vampire, right? It, ha, did she have this character before, though? Nope. Or was this something that's completely new? Yeah, totally new. It's a thing for her. Uh, and, and I'm not even 100% sure she's a vampire because it's not like she had fangs or anything. She just. I felt like for I some read reason that or other decided to bite the back of Becky's neck. And... I find it wonderful that um, the Brood's music is playing in my head now because you guys said that. <laughs> <laughs> I even actually titled the uh, FBI episode "The New 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 Brood." <laughs> <laughs> if they were gonna actually have Edge do it because he was a member of the original Brood. But dang it, Randy Orton ruined all that. So dang it, <laughs> it could have it could have been could have been uh, uh, Edge, Kurt Hawkins, and Zack Ryder as the new 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 group. Biting Becky Lynch. Yes. Set Seth Rollins because we're gonna bring back the relationship storyline that was a terrible idea from a year ago. Yeah. Well, that's what I was, was really a year worried. Ago? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. A year ago, they actually put it on TV. There's, I mean, they're engaged now. I was actually really worried because, like I told you, the the whole show started off with uh, Seth Rollins and his crew in the ring, and then uh, Kevin Owens and his crew came out, and there was a big schmoz between them. And Becky Lynch's music hit while they were schmozzed. And I was so worried that they were going to, like, reintroduce the... She's coming out to save her boy or whatever. And I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah don't you know, it turns out that was just to save some time. Yeah, they, also, they also did it a little while back with uh, Joe coming out for commentary during Charlotte's monologue. And I was yeah. like, 
don't ruin my existing schmas for an introduction and then don't give me no reason while you go to break for lack of existing schmas slash and they also technically did it for when carmella was leaving the ring the new day came out at the same time and carmella got all excited and did the new day chant i don't mind that as much Mm -hmm. i mind mind while there's active segment going on yeah i mean because going back to wcw which you know i grew up on all the time they did it all the time it was not uncommon for uh the next people to start making their way to the ring while the previous people were still exiting you know um but anyways i digress how how do we do a fighter storyline without Um, shana baszler it's gonna be really hard but I'm gonna leave it open. It doesn't have to be Shayna. You can have a good fighter storyline that isn't Shayna. Um, well, I feel like it has to be Shayna right now. But if you don't, if you don't want to do that, you don't have to. I mean, ultimately, I I don't necessarily think it necessarily matters who is doing the storyline. You just have to have a reason for them to. Um, there just has to be a reason, and that's my biggest problem with the the Shayna Baszler thing is there was no reason for it. It was just like, hey, I, I'm gonna decide to bite you, and and so if you know you can easily do a gimmick if you want to, um, where even if you you say she thinks she's a vampire, they think they're a vampire, um, you know, not even saying that vampires actually exist, but playing it off like they're delusional and they think they're a vampire and then they still bite right. people. Um, uh, that gimmick can work uh, fairly easily. I, I, I don't think Shayna is the right person for that particular gimmick. Um, you can do it as they're just crazy. And maybe that's what they're trying to go with with uh, Shayna Ford. But there were mm. so many things about it that didn't work. And the biggest one for me was the location of the bite was the most awkward place to bite a person <laughs> possible. Yeah. Right? yeah. You can bite their shoulder. You For can bite sure. their arm. You can bite the, like, if they're facing you, you can bite the inside of their neck sort of a thing or the side of their bite. neck. Pretend that you bit it, off her time. But, but you can't, but the back of the neck like that, that's the most awkward place to bite just in general. Um, and so, you know, I think if you if you have to do it with Shayna Baszler, then uh, I think it should be face to face. Maybe even you know playing into the the uh, rumors that she's gay, uh, where it looks like oh, Jesus. She, she. We talked about it on FBI. It's totally unconfirmed, okay. but there there's a lot of rumors that she's uh, gay. She has not commented one way or another on it, so. The, who knows, right? Because it doesn't but, need to be a thing. That's but it doesn't lost. need to be. A thing. But but if they wanted to, uh, you play it in where she looks like she's leaning in for a kiss, and instead she pushes the head to the side and just bites the crap out of the person's neck or shoulder or whatever. You know, um, that's one way to do it. I think the the better way for Shayna Baszler would probably be just she's so crazy she goes into kind of a berserker state when beating someone up where she just can't control herself anymore. And probably, I mean, in reality, you have to have her lose some matches because of, you know, yeah, where- more than right. one. Yeah, more than one. You know, where she she's fighting, 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 and maybe she gets a little bit down and, and uh, she starts fighting back and then she just, like something snaps and she starts, you know, doing moves that are not legal and then eventually just starts biting uh, really hard and drawing blood and then the ref calls for a stoppage and then security storms the ring to pull them apart and um you know i mean i think i think you can do it that way um uh slight spoilers for aew dark today if you haven't watched it yet on youtube but there's a jimmy havoc match and jimmy havoc has a long history of being a biter uh in his his right and his gimmick works well with the fact that he's just like i am going to inflict pain um, I hopefully am going to win this match, but even if I don't win this match, you are going to be in pain. And uh, so that's the other way I think you can do a biter, but that's kind of my views on it. What's your thoughts, Justin? Uh, you know, I mean, 
I, I, I could see her as a baiter and the whole vampire-esque thing if they go with that or her being crazy. I don't necessarily mind her biting, especially when she uh, went back up with the blood afterwards. It looked pretty badass. I enjoyed it. Again, like you mentioned, though, the only thing I wasn't a fan of was where the bite was. I thought it was kind of a weird way to do it. Um, but at the same time, doing it maybe more towards... What's her finisher? The Kirafuda clutch. The Kira sleeper hole. So, okay, so maybe even have... Maybe ha get, get her on the actual sleeper hold and then do like a crazy bite as you're giving the sleeper hold and then she's trying and then Becky's like screaming and you still have the sleeper hold onto her that would have been maybe be been a bit more impactful but where the bite it actually was was a bit silly um maybe they just didn't know necessarily how to do it cuz obviously it was most likely uh fake blood and they had to do a whole thing that's why I was kind of behind the neck so no one really saw it afterwards and they can do the whole blood thing and whatever um but yeah no I mean I just don't mind it I'm happy that now Shayna Baszler is going to be on Raw um we need more women wrestlers uh on Raw just because I feel like they're not really doing much with Charlotte. Now Rhea Ripley's kind of happening on Raw. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's been confirmed if Charlotte's going to go against Rhea for her title. But I don't even think Charlotte even mentioned anything yet. But no, I mean, I, I like the Shayna Baszler angle. I think that's pretty awesome. These two, most likely, I'm guessing, aren't going to be a super showdown thing, but rather a WrestleMania thing. Oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty definite that... Uh, they won't be a super showdown thing. Um, right. They've, so e even though they were able to get one women's match on the last Saudi Arabia thing, they have flat out said there will not be a uh, women's championship one. match at the oh, a super showdown. Okay. Um, so if there is a women's match, it'll probably be just another throwaway match of some people. Um, so this is definitely probably leading up to WrestleMania, though they might have something at um elimination chamber to build up but uh. fair enough but I, I enjoyed it and honestly i hate the fact that it was who is who is becky Shayna, and i think bailey if i'm not mistaken that survivor series match that they did they got so much slack for it for no real reason um and I want to see Becky and Shayna go at it, though, because honestly, Bailey, ba it was Bailey who was the third person in that matchup, right? Bailey honestly didn't even need to be there. Uh, she's as pointless as she is po as she is currently now. And I'm really excited to see these two go at it. But in terms of answering your question, um, I, I, there's a lot of people I could see going into the biting gimmick. I mean, one person comes to mind right away when you mentioned it without being Shayna. The Fiend, you know, I could certainly see The Fiend going even crazier and doing that and, you know, making it a whole thing. I could see Braun Strowman, you know, changing roles and changing characters and turn heel and start biting people. I could see Eric Rowan doing that for crying out loud, you know, maybe get him to do something different. Um, I just don't know. I don't think they're going to put a character on it though like I don't think it's going to be a vampire thing although you know it sounds like something Vince would like to do a lot of people are saying this was Paul Heyman's idea um, because he was a big fan of uh, Freddie Blassie when he did it back in the, the 70s um, so yeah no I mean I don't mind it it's just uh, you know I also feel her biting people now though takes away from her wrestling ability like I feel well, like she's a phenomenal t talent. So I think that's that's kind of my side of it. Is I am uh, excited for Becky versus Shayna. I want to make that clear. I just thought the biting was unnecessary. That uh, the match could be built up uh, based on uh, the fact that Shayna Baszler is a scary, scary bad woman. You know, right? Uh, I think that he values actually the 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 potency of, of who she is, who Shanna is. Like she's been this awesome butt kicker that cheats sometimes to win, but for the most part, doesn't really need to. It's just a faster way to win. Mm -hmm. And um, and biting it just doesn't seem, it doesn't fit the character, the existing character. Uh, but, it actually but be it, who she is. 
right but it it, it kind of works too at the same time it's weird because you know maybe she's at that point where she's been you know holding this all in since survivor series you know of how she'll get her chance to you know beat on becky again and so on and you know what i mean maybe she just snaps so it's probably going to be her going kind of crazy we already know her as that dominant force kind of thing and her doing whatever and that she's a scary chick so i think this also helps that it's just yeah i don't know i just feel like wb is going to ruin it somehow better with foreign <laughs> object weapon on a beat down like, yeah, but it's been done. They wanted to do something, so I, that's why. Because I'm, I kind of <laughs> haven't seen a. When's the last time have we seen someone bite someone? Mike Tyson. Oh, AW Dark tonight. Tonight. There you go. Tonight. Fair tonight. enough. Bite, <laughs> I don't know. A biter gimmick can be done. I just don't think it, uh, in this particular instance. I don't see how it enhances story at all. Other than, uh, it just makes your head more crazy. It's all crazy. And you know how Vince likes crazy women. Uh-huh. Yeah. Next thing you know, she's going to be uh, stalking whoever is the hottest woman on uh thing. And uh, there's going to be a whole lesbian angle with it as a lesbian stalker. And um, and she's going to... Is there into Mickey James circa 2006? Well, yeah, that's what I was uh, getting at. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but... I don't know. Anyways, I think that's that's enough on uh, that. We could probably spend an hour talking about whether we thought the Shayna Baszler thing, uh, because we did spend uh, half an hour yesterday doing it. So. <laughs> and 20 minutes today. But, so let's move on to challenge number two. This time it's Justin's turn. Hey, 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 it's my turn. It's my turn. Spin that wheel, make that deal. Um, yeah, so okay. I... I don't know. I just decided to do something different. Okay. Um, so, guys, WrestleMania once again is upon us, like it was last week. Um, and there has been some rumored matches, as you know. Uh, Roman Reigns has mentioned that he would like to face The Rock at WrestleMania 37. There's rumors that he might, Roman might actually face Goldberg. Um, at WrestleMania 37. And obviously there's a rumor reel for that specific reason and so on. Um, and in terms of WrestleMania though, how, mm, no, that's kind of lame actually. I, I, I rephrase, I retract uh, what I was about to say, but I will switch it to this instead. So I would like you to book your special stipulation match for WrestleMania for either the SmackDown World Championship, WWE World, uh, Raw World Championship, or the NXT World Championship in terms of who do you want to be the face of the WWE essentially, hopefully, until the end of the year or I guess SummerSlam depending on how long they want to keep it. But I imagine whoever's winning it at his mania is keeping it for a very long time. And if you're honestly going to say Drew McIntyre, do you honestly think he's going to be able to withstand all going through that? Like, we, we, we uh, just because we've seen him, uh, you know, he's, the fans are still behind him. But as soon as that underdog becomes on top, the fans, for some reason, suddenly change, and then after a month, they get bored. So I don't want you to tell me what you think might essentially happen at WrestleMania on who is going to win on each title, but essentially book your future World Heavyweight Champion to lead you on for the rest of the year, whether it be SmackDown, Raw, or NXT. Uh, and obviously, this all generally starts at WrestleMania because that's where all the feuds end. And I, these are where the stars are born, guys. Well, I'll go ahead and start off um, because uh, I 100% do think uh, Drew McIntyre has what it takes to uh, uh, become the champion and stay the champion um, and get the, the crowd behind him. And I think uh, the best way to do that is a stipulation um, uh, on the match where um, loser does not get to challenge for the title again for a year um which means uh, we can get brock drew again in a year that's awesome yeah 
get, get that mm-hmm. uh, potentially again in a year. But even more than that, you free Brock up to uh, no longer be... Because I, I got to be honest, I feel like the championship belt actually holds Brock back. Absolutely. I loved him. Best used as, as a wrecking ball. I loved yeah. him at the Money in the Bank. Just, just a wrecking ball who just comes in and destroys people and doesn't have a belt on the line necessarily. Just is is just like, hey, uh, you know, I, I'm going to destroy people. So you take the belt off him. You put it on Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre uh, is now the, the, for lack of a better term, people's champion. Uh, I mm. think the crowd would get behind him because he be the one to finally take the belt off uh, Brock uh, for a long time, at least, guaranteed. Um, And then you could even tell this storyline of how uh, Brock wants to be the one to win the belt back from Drew. He doesn't want to beat Kofi Kingston for the belt or, or whoever, right? He wants Drew to still have the belt in a year when he can finally have his rematch. So you're talking some interference from Brock in in, in championship matches. That's and, and maybe not even sounds horrible though. Maybe not even interference in the matches, but like before the match happens, uh, the challenger is out there. The ch- champion Drew hasn't come out yet. Brock just hits the ring and just destroys, just suplex cities, AJ Styles all around. Right. Um, I don't know if you carry that for a year, but yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, you know, and that's I don't hey, know. I'm not I saying every kind of time. Up I'm not but saying every time. every time. It wouldn't have to be because here's the deal: I think uh, Drew McIntyre is good enough to uh, hold off most challengers by himself, and so the only sure. time that uh, you would necessarily have this would be times when Brock is worried that Drew might not have what it takes for whatever reason. Um, well, and, uh, and you could have, so I like what you're going, because you could even have, like, AJ, you could have Randy Orton's music hit during an AJ uh, championship match, and then Heyman just comes out like, oops, sorry, you know, kind of a, a BS thing. I, go on, sorry. And so that's my thing, but like I said, it wouldn't happen every time. In fact, it would be rare, and it would be rare based basically on uh, uh, Brock's uh, uh contract you know he's only contracted for a certain number of appearances a year um a certain number of wrestling matches a year and so you'd still have him in fact it would be a way to set up feuds you know aj styles would have a match uh set up against uh drew mcintyre and before it even gets started brock comes out and destroys him so now aj instead of going after the belt says i'm i'm coming after you brock and then you have a brock versus aj match that doesn't have a title belt on the line it's a point of pride on the line and and to be perfectly honest those are always the matches that brock does the best at the big guy versus faster agile little guy matches those bring out the best in um well remember that's that's the undertaker's those grudge matches mm -hmm. i mean dude had what six title reigns over 40 years or 30 years yeah like, it wasn't yeah. a lot. And that's my know. point is, you know, it, it frees Brock up to be just the the monster out there. It frees us up to have an actual feud, maybe, between Brock and Braun Strowman that could actually be competitive without uh, the brass worrying about how you can't have Braun win because then he's the champion and we don't think he's ready for it yet. Now you can have actual matches between them that would be competitive. Um, and I think... I think it would serve Brock better. I think he'd be happier to be the guy who gets to come in and just throw people around and and just play the spoiler a lot. You know, uh, uh, you could have a number one uh, contender gauntlet match, right? Uh, where it's going on, going on, going on, gets down to the final two competitors. Um, and so we're going to find out who's going to be the one to challenge. And then Brock hits the ring and just takes them both out. And now we don't know who the number one contender is for a week. You know, fun so things like come, that. Yeah. But that, no, that's like... um, and and as for Drew McIntyre, I I've been saying for months that he needs. Uh, and yes, uh, wrestling fans are fickle, but that's why I think having him right. be the one who beats Brock helps that, too, because. 
the fans then would be on his side for a lot longer. I think for for Drew to be the marquee character, though, I think exactly who he is right now. If he's going to be the face of the company, he has to be a little bit positive. But he doesn't have to be John Cena positive or Hulk Hogan positive. He can be Goldberg positive. He can be, um, he can just be dominant, a little bit quippy, because we've seen that he is capable of being a little bit quippy. Occasionally, um, he gets quippy. the point to a sign. Yep, yep. Not incredibly quippy, but but quippy enough, you know, um, that it allows him to, to really feature himself. It also allows you to, to really fi- figure out who else you want in that title picture, rather than just having Brock destroy everybody. The way you're talking about it has allows for other people to kind of be featured in that title picture, a la CM Punk's year and a half reign. You know, where we say, okay, well, this person is capable of being a, a title picture person. And our title matches don't have to be four minutes, which is mm-hmm. right. Which, honestly, yeah, I'm surprised it's true. We haven't seen a title match be less than four minutes in quite some time, at least for the Raw one. Yeah. We haven't seen a title match for the Raw one in quite some time either, though. So, oh, yeah. that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Oh. Um, all right. So my understanding is I'm naming a stipulation to a match and the face of a brand, right? So, yes, exactly. Um, I'm going to go with Keith Lee. We don't have WrestleMania set up for NXT with uh, Adam Cole. I'm going to go with Keith Lee. Um, offer frustrations this weekend with uh with takeover portland um i'm gonna say that that uh that keith lee is in a handicap match against roderick strong and adam cole and keith lee picks up the win uh he loses he loses his title to to uh dijakovic this weekend and is it this weekend or next week this weekend this weekend okay he loses his title to Dijakovic this weekend because of Roderick Strong interference, and Keith Lee ends up in a handicap match against Adam Cole and Roderick Strong uh, for the world for the NXT Championship and win. And I think Keith Lee can definitely carry that brand for most. And I don't need to explain why I think that. <laughs> it's self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that also opens up. Um, Adam Cole to potentially be able to focus on other things. Um, not necessarily a move to the quote-unquote main roster. Um, but a Balor say, feud. feud um, going back after Champa. Maybe even trying to play spoilers, Champa wants to go after the belt, you know? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, it's my belt, I'm going to stop you. Um, but It even allows for a feud between the... Uh... The undisputed era because say Roderick Strong takes the loss and Adam Cole loses his title, mm-hmm. or he, Adam Cole uh, is the one who loses it, and then Roderick Strong smells blood in the water uh, for the leadership of the. Yep. The, um, I mean, there's a ton that you can do there, um, and and I like the idea of them that peels that title because they had to put a title on Keith Lee. But they've obviously already seen him as a marquee character for the company, mm-hmm. right? I mean, definitively there. Um, been a long time since we since we had a large black man as the champion, um, but Kofi was the last black man and the first a hundred percent black WWE champion because apparently The Rock doesn't count and, and uh, Ron Simmons doesn't count because it wasn't in WWE and. Yeah, yeah, for all the reasons that it doesn't count, Keith Lee is a pure, um, you know, storyline ready to happen. I, he speaks well. Um, when he makes the Hulk face, it's very entertaining. Um, it, it could be a, a path to movies potentially for him. I, I just think I think he's the right guy. I really do. I think he has the look. He's built right, um, and what he does in the ring is incredible. So. Yeah. Um, gonna say keith lee with a handicap match at wrestlemania against roderick strong and adam cole i don't think it'll happen but i that's my hopes yes 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 okay i like keith lee to fucking well sorry we definitely need keith lee to uh we definitely need keith lee to get some gold because uh honestly like he's already up there the fans already love him just get, give us what we want <laughs> give us what we want I think the big uh, goal. Give us what we want. You know what we want, Vince. Give us what we want. Yeah. And it's not the it's not the XFL. 
because I don't know. How'd you guys like that? Oh, I we actually spent a fair amount there, my bad. yesterday on it as well. The XFL. Oh, um, oh snap. I'm sorry. Smarts really... hasn't watched as much of it as I have. I thought it was exceptional. I really yeah, did. I. I got to, I got to, like I said, I got to watch it out of the corner of my eye at work. Um, but it was entertaining. It was, it was good quality football overall. Um, the kickoff rules are going to take some getting used to. Uh, the extra point rules um, are are gonna gonna take some time for the the teams to really work out an identity on them. Because for the most part, from what I saw, most of the time, and it wasn't all the time, but most of the time. They just went for one every time, you know, um, and and the the whole setup allowing you to go forth up to three points, um, right. you know, really can open up. Uh, you know, you score early in the game and then go for three. Uh, you've just really put your foot on their necks. You know what I mean? So right, but but anyways, that's I say based on this, the talent. This was kind of curious about that. I would say based on the talent that I saw this weekend, um, it is definitively taking the spot of the number two American, uh, North American style football um, league. I really do think that that they passed up whichever you believe, Amer- uh, arena football or Canadian football. Those were the two that were battling for the second spot other than play, which is not paid. Um, <laughs> we won't get into that argument. But I would say it's definitively targeting the number two spot of the the best professional, second best professional football league uh, of North America. Yes. It was that good. So, so it's even better than college football, is what you're saying. Because college football is pretty college huge amongst... Uh, college football uh, has street rabbit fan bases. It doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> college, in my opinion, college football is the best watch. So I'm, I'm a bad example. Well, and that's the deal is, I mean, you're talking to two people from Nebraska. Nebraska does not have a professional football team. Um, right. We have a college, football, college team football team that we treat as a <laughs> right. professional football. Um, and, and yeah. you know, so it's a rabid, like, uh, almost cult-like fan basis out here for the college football, which is, it's hard to compare that to a pro, you know, you get people showing up at pro teams uh, shirtless with the logo p- painted on their chest. Uh, but you go to Memorial Stadium on game day and you've got 95,000 people dressed head to toe in red um, for the Huskers. Right. So. It really is a bad example. Like That's why I had to say it's the number two pro football. Yeah. I, I Obviously, college football brings in more money than even NFL if you count all the teams. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. That doesn't go to players or owners. That goes to gamblers. Yes. Spend it on other stuff. But anyways, on that note, we will move on to the third challenge. This one comes from me, and the reason I saved hey. this for last is it's it's a little bit of a departure from our normal challenge format. Um, I had a thought while watching AEW Dark today, and um, so this is really a little bit more just a discussion uh, as to do we think it is time for AEW to have a match finish in a DQ? Because so far, based on my memory, um, and I can I, I can go back and look to be certain on it. But as far as I'm aware, I don't think a single official AEW match um, has ended in a disqualification. Um, not on Dynamite. Uh, wasn't there uh, uh, Moxley and uh, Joey Janela that did? Uh, no, because the Moxley versus Joey Janela one was a lights out match. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. You're right. <laughs> and so, and that's the deal. And for to to be perfectly honest, like I said. Um, the discussion started off with the fact that over the first couple months, I heard a lot of podcasters and a lot of commentators talking about how uh, great and how refreshing it was to see uh, wrestling that didn't constantly end up in DQ finishes. Because let's be honest, the DQ finish is probably overused in most other uh, wrestling uh, programs. 
Um, but I was watching the uh, aforementioned Jimmy Havoc uh, match, Jimmy Havoc versus Sonny Kiss, and I was just struck by how by not have uh, a DQ finish yet, to me, it felt like it kind of hamstrung the uh, feeling of danger for that match. Um, because Jimmy Havoc uh, spent most of the match pushing the boundaries of the as far as he could. And, and I guess I just wanted to throw it out there uh, to the other people on this podcast. Uh, what do you think? Do you think it is time for AEW to have a DQ finish on a match? And if so, you know, an idea of maybe how it happens. Um, you know, I think we all can agree they still need to be rare. Um, right. Uh, but at, by not having a single one in over six months, um, do you think it's time for one to happen? So I, I do think it needs to happen. Um, I think that it has to happen with some stakes involved um, or something that, that counts as reason other than just, well, I can keep my title if I get disqualified, um, which is frequently what happens there. Um I think the perfect match right now in AEW to do it with is the MJF and Cody match. And I don't don't think that it should be MJF. I think it should be Cody that gets disqualified. Um, based on the lashes he just took, I think that he needs to snap. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah. I think that he needs to snap at some point in that match. And, you know, he's known for taking off his belt and throwing it into the crowd. And I'd love to see him take off his belt, get ready to throw it into the crowd, and realize... Oh, I'm gonna get him back, and that's how he gets <laughs> with the belt and be unrelenting and lose the match, lose the match to MJF. Um, and MJF could claim that it, that means he broke him. You know, um, I think that's the route to go. I think that it should be rare, but I think it should be meaningful when it does happen. So, yeah, I agree with you. It's, it's far enough in that they should have one at some point where there's a reason that the guy just snapped and mocked it, and not crazy lunatic. Um, Moxley or Jimmy Havoc. You could have it be Jimmy Havoc, but not Moxley. Um, not not somebody we expect it to be, you know? That's it? That air? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. That makes sense. Uh, honestly, I think we might all be in agreement. I do agree that it has to be rare, though, because I kind of like the fact that there is um no no dq going on like no like disqualifications kind of going on i like the fact how the matches are ending and we see a clear winner and then they come in at the end i don't i like that i like the fact that there's a completion to the match um but if they are going to do it it would have to be super rare and i'm talking like super super rare like towards an end or a mid-end towards a storyline and then after that match is like the main hoorah if you will but it should still count towards the wins and the losses so if you want to go and go crazy and disqualify cool story bro you can do it you lose the match you lose a point and you ultimately make yourself lower on that list to face a championship at a time so like this at least the disqualifications are warranted and they have a place in the scorekeeping that AEW so that's how I think it would work. Uh, but I honestly really like the fact how they don't do much of that. And they don't, and it, it's proven to be, I don't, I don't know, I still like it. I'm not bored. I'm like, oh, you know, like, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. We complain about WWE doing it all the time. And then, you know, we praise AEW for not wanting to do it. And then we're like, oh, but now we want disqualifications. Um, you know, so... I like that they're just doing their own thing, though. But if they were to do it, they would have to do it with it counting towards their loss record and a win record uh, to make it true AEW fashion in that regard. And, yeah, and I think the Cody and JF thing would be perfect time to do that. And Cody goes bizarres. Yeah, I just think that's the right character to do it with. Yeah. No, and that's, it, it doesn't that's, hurt him on the points thing if he takes that loss because he can't have the world title. I mean, that that's more or less kind of what I was thinking. Uh, the reason, uh, like, it really popped into my head was during the Jimmy Havoc match because he was really going hard at bending and breaking rules. And uh, Aubrey Edwards, the ref, 
kept doing the the wagging her finger at him and don't do that and and the counting up to five and and all that stuff and i was like the fact that we haven't had a single disqualification and i'm not talking run-ins um and stuff like that i'm talking just you broke the rules so you lose right um uh sort of a thing means you know just from from a standpoint of in jimmy havoc's mind why should he be worried uh, that Aubrey right. is saying, hey, you're breaking the rules. I'm going to disqualify you if they've never disqualified someone, right? And so, yes, I, I 100% agree it should be rare. Um, I, I think, um, frankly, the interference DQ should be basically non-existent. Um, that's right. not saying they can't have interference. I'm just saying don't end it in a DQ often right at all. right um but if if a a person is flat out flaunting the rules of the match i i feel like it's time that we have so and it can be a really big deal when it happens you know match going on they would have to do it that way yeah and and someone gets disqualification they make a big deal that's the first disqualification loss in aew history oh my goodness and the person flips out in the ring how dare you disqualify me and throws a whole hissy fit and uh for that standpoint i almost feel like it should be uh jericho who gets the loss no but you know what making it cody is so awesome because this turns him heel Okay, so this to this would turn him heel, and he's like, "You can't do that to me. I'm the owner of the company, almost a Vince McMahon kind of role, if you will. I'm the owner of the company. You can't do that to me. No, doesn't matter. You're still a wrestler. You're disqualified, and then it turns Cody heel. I don't know how that would work between Cody and JF, but they still, you know, you can have two heel characters not like each other." Um, in that yeah. regard, and JF just kind of, you know, pushed him over that edge. I think it would work perfectly with Cody Rose, and that would turn him heel. I don't know if that's what they want to do, but if that's that's what would turn them heel, and then I don't know, and then maybe he can actually kind of work with his wife too, and kind of build up that freaking women's division that's going nowhere. A little bit yeah. off topic, but you know, Kenny's job. yeah, that's Kenny's job. And to be perfectly honest, I think. <laughs> If you watch AEW Dark, uh, they're obviously putting a lot of work into the um, The tough thing with the women's division right now is, um, unlike the men's division, they are going into the women's division with almost entirely not known to American audience uh, wrestlers. Um, right. I mean, the most well-known of the wrestlers is Brandy. Uh, you, I mean, you could say Awesome Kong, but she's a part time and b gonna be out with an injury for a while, anyways. Um, and so you've got Riho, you've got Hikaru Shida, you've got Chris Statlander. These are all people that the vast majority of wrestling fans don't know, and that's why um, it would be a really big deal if they were able to catch a major name free agent. And like Tennille Dashwood would be a big name, but I don't even know if she'd be big enough. Um, you like know. I don't even know who that is. Well, she used to be Emma in WWE. Um, oh, right. Okay. But yeah. even so, then, yeah. But uh, but so I'm saying like a a free agent, uh, Sasha Banks. Although we know she's signed uh for a few more years now. Uh, mm-hmm. but that was the sort of free agent that I think that they really needed to pick up. Um, a Tessa Blanchard would be a big one, but Tessa's not going anywhere from Impact for a while, it looks like. So, um, you know, so that's kind of where they're behind the eight ball with the women's division. But uh, they are bringing in, like, every AEW Dark, it seems, they've got another, a new woman wrestler on there yep. that seemingly must be getting a tryout, but they're they're showcasing them. They're letting them wrestle some of their more established stars. Like this week, uh, Hikaru Shida wrestled, uh, oh, I'm totally forgetting her name. Golden oh something, God. something golden. I don't remember. Um, you. But looked pretty good, all of this stuff. So, I mean, it could have been, you know, it's a potential free agent signing down the road, I think. Um, but, but anyways, I think that's kind of where they have the problem with the women's division. Um, 
I guess the reason I was saying uh, that having having Chris Jericho being the one who gets disqualified might just be I'm I'm just dying for another Chris Jericho hissy fit on the side. Uh, <laughs> he he throws a hissy fit better than any other wrestler in history, and for him the champion to get disqualified, even if he can you know keeps the belt but he gets disqualified he now goes down in history as the first dq in aew and you just go outside start throwing chairs and throwing a hissy fit i can't believe it ah, i'm dead i'm down for that i also would like to see if they did do that i'd like to see aew make a rule show off a rule that 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 they haven't addressed because there's not been a disqualification i'd love to see aew not have champions advantage Mm-hmm. Possibly, like, or at like least some sort be, of. If yeah. it's gonna be a, uh, a DQ type finish, and you want it to go to the champion, then either the other person has to get DQ'd, or it has to be the type of match that you can't be DQ'd from. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I and I'm fine or, if they have that's the champion's advantage, but as long as they have like some sort of punishment for the DQ. Um, you know, sanctions of some sort. You know what I mean? A huge dock or like, and yeah, pay. Yeah, there's a certain... Yeah, no, not dock and pay, because that's stupid. Because we, we honestly, we won't even... It won't even be... It won't be meaningful to us, I feel. But something along the lines of... Because losing the title might be a bit weird, uh, but they should go either losing the title or, okay, listen, uh, you DQ'd the match... So you're automatically going to have to face this individual and this individual picks the stipulation of the match. So that's how they would kind of get, um, that's how they would kind of get, um, not away with the DQ, if you will, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be precautions to doing that. You want a DQ? Okay, that's fine. Now you just gave your opponent to fight you again on a stipulation of his choosing which Mm -hmm. you know usually would benefit the opponent so that's one thing i think they can go do instead of just hell okay well he wins the title because honestly uh i don't think we as the fans would like that unless it's done in such a dramatic sense that it would work um but again if it's happening every once in a while maybe that's something to do that can be done so yeah no uh, just just not 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 dare to be often yeah, is, uh, well, I'd say just very like, rare. I'm totally fine with a maximum of once every six months sort of a yeah. thing. Um, but I just, I just was watching it today, and I just had that feeling that I, I was like, I think I'm ready for AEW to find a DQ of some sort, you know, just so they can establish that it can happen. We just try really hard for it to not happen. And so even, like I said, even if there was just some sort of sanctions that happened, if you got DQ'd, you know, you uh, uh, not only suffered a loss on your record, but, um, you know, you you went down two spots in the rankings or whatever, you know? Right. Or you dropped out of the rankings entirely. You know, then you could have a storyline where someone was number one in the rankings, was supposed to be the number one contender, and uh, gets DQ'd and suddenly is off the rankings entirely and has to work their way back up from from off i don't know i don't know snap i like the idea of of the stipulation thing though i I really enjoy that i also like the idea of an immediate restart with some type of handicap immediately given whether it's you know um you have to wrestle in one boot or, or one hand tied behind your back or just something that ends up in basically that person's bludgeon if they do it yep Immediate lumberjack match. Yeah. Oh, you, chosen, you did a DQ. All well, lumberjacks are chosen by the other person. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. See, like, or the and it could change. It could change each time. So the opponent picking the stipulation, pretty cool. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna face you in a lumberjack match, and these are the lumberjacks, and it's obviously gonna be all of his friends. It's it's gonna be Team Elite that are gonna be the lumberjacks, and no one else. So yeah, you, you don't know, or you know, it's gonna be Jericho's inner circle, and no one else. You don't need 20 lumberjacks. You can have, like, five. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Two on each side of the ring. Yeah. Anyways. But, yeah, no. Uh, I like that idea, though. Okay. Well, that was just... I had I had the idea of that discussion, and I figured we needed to do it. Um, it wasn't a big enough discussion for us to have, like, a very special episode where we discussed it. But it was something I felt like we needed to at least talk about and see what we all thought on. So, 
Uh, on that note, we will move on to nullify, vilify, or deify. That's right. It's our shameless copy of Fire Push Berry. We just control C, control V, change the name. Um, rules are simple. You must nullify someone out of wrestling entirely, vilify someone to the bottom of the card, and deify one just like they should have done to Bobby Lashley, but didn't, and then screwed him up. Mm. First round. The choices are the best friends group. Chucky e. T, Trent, and Orange Cassidy. Oh, gee. Go for it. <laughs> so, wow. Um, so it's Orange Cassidy, Trent, and what's the other guy's name again? Chucky e. T. Chucky e. T. I always forget his name. I should just think Chucky e. Cheese. I'll never forget it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, we're definitely not getting rid of Orange Cassidy. I, although he doesn't really wrestle much, still he's great entertainment, and we want to keep him there. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a. I I forget which one's the better wrestler though, Chucky e. T or. Uh, I, you know, it doesn't help that I keep forgetting them their names. I just Trent. always remember them as Trent. I feel like Trent is the better wrestler. I, no, they're both phenomenal. I think a lot of it but, comes down to what your style you. Chucky e. T is a little bit right. more of a high flyer. Um, Trent's a little bit more of a uh, WWE style wrestler. Mm. Um, in fact, he came out of WWE for a while. So, but Orange Cassidy, of okay. course, is Orange Cassidy. Right. He's on a league of his own. So, um, just because I like the WWE style wrestling, we are going to not nullify him. We're going to nullify Chucky e. T. Uh, Trent will have to go at the bottom of the card, unfortunately, uh, just because he could certainly make his way back up with his wrestling. And we got to push up Orange Cassidy to the top because I want to see him do something with Jericho. I feel like that would be hilarious. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, oh. Your turn, DFA. How would you do it? Um, I, I, I also probably nullify Chucky e. D. Um, <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, uh, you know, high flyers. You, you better be a bigger name than that by this juncture if you're going to be a high flyer. And and I don't know, Trent just seems to be even in AEW seems to be getting a stronger push there. So um, I'm going to actually put Trent in the title picture um, and and uh, deify him. And I'm going to put Orange Cassidy. I'm going to vilify Orange Cassidy at the bottom of the card. Um, okay. Similar to the same reason you put Trent to the bottom of the card. I think that that gimmick can carry him anywhere he wants. Um, and he's already mm. at the card, so... Hey, congratulations. Nothing's changed about your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair enough. That's all I yep. got. Fair enough. Okay, who wants to go next? What was that? How would, would I do it? Um, I probably would have gone basically the same as uh, Justin did. Um, I yeah, I think it's unanimous. I love Chucky e. T, and I think he's a great wrestler. But of the three, he would be the one that gets nullified. Um, you know, it's a tough thing. I just love Orange Cassidy so much. I can't nullify him, so I probably would be if <laughs> I, I am. Yeah, I just think you're coming that. I think there. <laughs> I think uh, Trent got uh, vilified enough in WWE. He's uh, relative <laughs> taking it so <laughs> just take it give me what i want it's a valid point too <laughs> freaking <laughs> batista but so who's next uh, um all right am i going or are you going uh you know what you go i'm still thinking okay so i'm gonna go with um recent recent or expected return i say or expected because i know that there's gonna be one here in a couple weeks um so I'm going to go with Edge, Goldberg, and John Morrison. Uh, that third one makes it a little tougher, but I Goldberg gets nullified. Um, mm-hmm. it, that one was an easy one there. Yeah, I figured it would be. <laughs> um, retirement um, match or no for that? Do you give him a retirement match? No. Just get him out. Don't come back. You're not. Collect your paycheck. Go sit at home. Play with your... Uh, Dodge Chargers, you know, and challengers and have fun. Um, in terms of uh, vilifying and deifying, um, current situation. Current situation, I gotta vilify Edge and deify John Morrison. And it really comes down to um, I know his doctors say he's fine for wrestling and everything, but 
I want that entire Royal Rumble match after he came back. I I was basically worried every time he took any sort of a bump. And I think it's going to be a long time before I get over that. Um, and I would rather him uh, become Heath Slater um, and just wrestle the occasional match and support his kids that way than uh, to uh, go out there and get notes up. Well, and, and then John Morrison by that default was up. All right. Fair enough. And by the way, just to also point out too, that 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 segment with uh, Matt Hardy and Randy Orton though was amazing. I think that was Matt Hard one of Matt Hardy's I think it was Matt Hardy's best promo aside from his stuff with Delete. Like I thought that promo was amazing. And with that said, I do feel a little kind of weary seeing Edge. Well, he's not going to wrestle full, full time. He's only on certain moments and so on. Um, so he's kind of already downgraded to the bottom of the card. We're getting rid of Goldberg, that's for sure. Um, honestly, though, at the same time, I mean, if Brock could work part time and be the head guy, so can Edge. So I'm putting Edge to the top. And I'm sorry, Morrison, you're not going to do anything in WWE, but you're a phenomenal wrestler, but they're just not using you well. And so neither am I, because I secretly want you to go to AEW and really showcase your talent, which is not going to happen for however long your contract is for in the WWE. But that's what I'm going for. We're getting rid of Goldberg. We're putting Morrison at the bottom where he is. And... Uh, we're upping Edge because Edge doesn't have to be full time to be a top guy. We've seen this with Brock Lesnar. Um, and Edge is just a good time. He's still funny. And I would really be down for her, Christian to come back to to do a little, you know, comic relief tag team moments that were always awesome back in the day just to give us that nostalgia feel. And uh, that's where I'm going with it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, who do you got for us? So, for you guys, we're going. Uh, we're gonna do some. Uh, we're gonna do some women this time. Change it up a bit. So, we got NXT woman technically. Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, which I guess now she's Raw, but you know, she's still technically NXT. Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair. Oh, another tough one. Um, I already know who uh, DFA is going to DFI out of that group. Um, so uh, that's not going to surprise me. Uh, the who he nullifies will actually be probably more surprising uh, to me. But um, I am probably going to. That is. What was that? Before you go, that's a whole bunch of not fair, just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not I a fair. <laughs> It's not a fair question. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like Bianca Belair, but she's going to be the one that gets nullified out of the group for me. Uh, yeah, but I like her. Uh, but when you give me those three choices, I've got to cut someone. Mm. Um, uh, I like both Shayna and Rhea. And I, uh, in any other circumstances, I would not uh, vilify uh, either of them. Um <laughs> You just gotta because, do it. Just, just rip it off I like a bandaid. Just do it. Because I have to do it. I have suspicion I'm gonna go the exact opposite of the way DA Fabe's going to. Rhea Ripley gets vilified. <laughs> Shayna Baszler gets deified. Done. <laughs> oh, did we just have someone quit? <laughs> quit being a lawyer. Done. <laughs> quit. I quit. I quit. No, that was a recording. That was a recording. <laughs> oh. That was a throwback. Holy cow. All right. Um, yeah, I am. I am. Um, I am all in to use an AEW reference on Rhea Ripley. Um, she's entertaining. She's attractive in a way that's different than Vince's um, traditional attractive girl. Um, she's got a. She's a, a, an exceptional speaker for. I mean, she's. If she continues to develop at the rate she's currently developing. By 25, she'll be the one who unifies the women's championships. That's how good I think she is. Um, and yes, that has a little bit to do with my crush. So I'll move on with that. Um, so she is, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the cliche that Smarks expects me to be. And uh, um, so, good job, detective. You figured it out. 
yeah. Uh, I didn't going... get that promotion for no reason. That's right. I'm going to DFI um, Rhea Ripley. Uh, I am going to... Oh, this is hard. <laughs> just, I just haven't seen enough of from Bianca that I feel like she's a, a, a title contender. I mean, I wanted her to just punch Charlotte the other night. Like, she did the whole... Oh, mm, while Rhea and Charlotte were talking, and I, you know, I, I, I get that you're playing a role, but man, you know, like, like your character isn't enjoyable if you're just dancing around like, mm, I'm mad, and I'm going to do this, and, mm, and that's the most recent thing we've seen from her. That is literally the most recent thing we've seen from her. I can't get behind her. Um, I think everybody knows that Rhea's going to beat her on Sunday. Um I'm going to go ahead and nullify Bianca Belair, though I think Shayna Baszler could go back to MMA and would actually have a larger following now than she once had. And I'm going to vilify Shayna Baszler. So, uh, yeah, you're right. You did the opposite of me with those two characters. <laughs> I, I would love to see Bianca still in. Um, and I do think that Baszler could go somewhere else and be fine, you know, uh, out of wrestling. I mean, um, Gosh dang it! With the exception of her biting, she's so <laughs> so incredibly like I have I've never not been entertained by Baszler until Monday night, um, and I've never not been entertained by Rhea Ripley, and this includes the episodes of NXT UK that I watched. That's how good she was. Um, I've been not entertained or just confused. Like, well, that doesn't make you all that tough. Like, why aren't you being tough right now? You should be so. You should you should be either attacking Charlotte and getting knocked out, or attacking Charlotte and just attacking Charlotte. Like either way, you didn't do either, and and I was just every time she has a major feud, her feud with Baszler, um, her feud with with Rhea, it just falls short for some reason, and I don't know what it is. Um, it's probably my white privilege. I don't know. <laughs> I want to see her with some people with that hair. Like, that's what I want to see on a regular basis. I want beads in the hair, and I want her whipping people with it every single match. And that is fair. That is legal. Yeah, no, she's, she's phenomenal, though. That's the thing. I would even go as far as that Bianca Belair is actually better than Rhea Ripley and just as close as to being as good as Shayna. So there goes my yeah, order in terms of... It's like, my... she's a strong yeah. woman, man. She, oh yeah, she's a strong black woman, independent, you know, all that. No, stuff. I meant no, like, no, we mean strong. Like, she gorilla like presses strong. other women all the time. Um, like, yeah, seriously. Jesus. No, it's, it's not her in ring work. It's really not her in ring. It's the, it's the storyline work that just, I just become so uninterested so fast. Um, it would be like if Tegan Knox was taking on Rhea right now. Just be like, oh, okay, I suppose. Like it just wouldn't do anything. I see what you mean. Maybe she, like the the her hair gimmick and all that is nice. Her in ring work is good, but yeah, she definitely needs a maybe a little bit of a facelift in terms of just kind of changing her. Just I I think she needs to be able to be better on the mic when she does speak on it. So maybe she does need a little work, but I feel like upping her to the top spot would give her that advantage. We're bringing Shayna Baszler. We're actually getting rid of Shayna Baszler. No, we're not. We're keeping Shayna Baszler. She's going to the bottom of the card. Rhea Ripley, I love her, but I don't know. There's just sometimes I just still can't stand her for some reason. And so she's getting out of the WWE entirely. Shayna Baszler is so badass. I cannot fire her. Uh, but I feel like it's Bianca's time. She needs that push, although Rhea Ripley still technically should stay where she is. But Bianca Belair definitely needs that push. Honestly, you're, you never really know when you're ready until you're being pushed into that spot. And I, the fans, I feel, are behind her as well. So, you know, I feel like it just might work out. And uh, yeah, it's just she needs to do something with that gimmick. I love the hair and all that. She's strong. She's a great wrestler. But it's just they, they need to add a special kind of flavor there, too, where <laughs> the fans are maybe a bit more involved into what she's saying. Um, 
and yeah that's how i feel about that because uh she's a phenomenal talent it's just she doesn't get the recognition that she deserves and i can't quite put my finger on it okay yeah hot yep. takes hot takes over here <laughs> Well, on that note, we will bring this episode to a close. Um, as always, I said it earlier, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it a hundred times. If you're not already following and subscribe to this podcast, make sure to click that button to subscribe to this. That way you get this episode, get every episode as soon as we post them. Um, follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. And of course, you can follow Justin at Personal email, uh, personal Twitter is at JLB420. Real Talk Radio's Twitter is at Real Talk Radio 8. And um, anchor, uh, anchor.com slash RTR is where you can find all my social medias. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, good sir. Awesome, awesome. Um, we uh, recently launched our Wix site. Uh, talked about it before. You can find it in the pins tweet on my Twitter bio. Uh, or you can find it in the show notes. Uh, that way you can see all of the places that you can uh, find our podcast in case you're looking to switch. Um, you can listen to the show on there. So if you're at work or whatever and just want to listen to it on your computer, you can read the blog uh, that I'm slowly adding more uh, articles to. You it's know what? And I might actually I might actually join you on that uh, a bit. I'll send you some articles uh, my way on wrestling, uh, wrestling stuff I'm reviewing, too, and so on, just to kind of get more content on that blog and to see what mm-hmm. people are interested in. And I then I'm catching up on cold cases. So, yeah, but <laughs> and then uh, I mentioned before, there's also an app for Wix. Uh, there's a link in the pinned tweet or the show notes. You can click on that, download an app to your iPhone or your Android phone um, and through that you can join us and uh, chat directly with us on there message us directly uh, through that so some great things there Um, and then the last thing I always like to make sure people um, regardless whether you use Apple Podcasts it makes a lot of difference Uh, we get some 5 star ratings on there Um, so go to Apple Podcasts and give us 5 stars just like Kanye West rating his own music on Apple Five stars all the way. So. <laughs> yes. Yep. But on that note, I think we will close the book on this visit from the FBI, and we will be back later this week um, on Sunday night recording uh, the next wrestling booking unit. We'll have the results of uh, the takeover, so we'll have a lot to talk about. But um, on that note, we will uh, sign off for now. Thanks for listening. <laughs>